and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're going to get started with this um, sermon for today, and I've titled this an a biblical blueprint for the home. Almost a tongue twister there. But everybody need, everybody knows that when you do any kind of construction work, you've got to start with a blueprint. You've got to start with plans. Plans that were designed. Plans that were designed by an engineer. And then an architect uh, drew them up. And, uh, and then uh, a construction trades will put it together. And there's a blueprint. There's a design behind the blueprint. And a design that this, whatever that is, a building, a mechanism, a, 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 a whatever that part might be, that it's going to be functional, that it's going to work because of the design, the way it was put together. Amen? And that's what a blueprint is for. Now, a biblical blueprint for the home. I want to talk to you about that this morning. How to have a firm foundation. And we're going to look in Joshua chapter 24. This is uh, one of Anna's favorite verses in the entire Bible that, that we read earlier as our connection question. But I want to read uh, Joshua chapter 24, verses 13 through 15. And if you don't mind standing with me, we're going to read those uh, three verses there, 13 through uh, 15 of Joshua chapter 24. If you have your Bibles, you can open that. If you don't have your Bible or electronic device, we have it on your outline. We make it really simple for you, okay? Joshua 24, and I'm going to start with verse 13. So it says here, So I gave you a land on which you did not toil, and cities you did not build, and you live in them, and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Verse 14, Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Verse 15, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask your divine guidance today, Father. Lord, I pray open our hearts as we open your word this morning. Help us to receive from you today, Father, what you would have us here. We pray for your anointing today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and tell him, God is good. good. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. So, it's no secret that in our society, our modern society is under attack, amen? Every week, we read about different things that uh, 20 years ago, even the Christian church would have found unfathomable, unbelievable. The things that we're reading about in the media of uh, new laws going into effect. Our ancestors would have rolled in their graves and been shocked by what's going on. How many know that's true today, amen? And that's not going to ease up. It's not going to ease up because sin continues to grow worse and worse and worse. And here, the beginning, the very first thing that we need to do is that we have to have a home ordained of God. It has to start there. If you have no direction, well, then the wind's going to blow you wherever. Well, this sounds good. 
I think I'll, I'll believe this, I'll agree with this. Well, this sounds good today, well, yeah, I'm going to believe that. But if you don't have a firm foundation that's, that's built upon the laws of God, you're going to be blowing around like wherever the wind blows you. And that's not a way to raise a family, nor a way to grow in faith. Amen? Amen. The very first couple in the Bible, Adam and Eve, had a foundation in God. God provided all their needs. They walked with God. They talked with God. They fellowshiped with Him every day. And whenever I think of that, I think, how in the world could they blow that? Right? How in the world could they blow that? That just shows you that even though God walked with them and spoke to them on a daily basis, we, left to our own desires, will find a way to mess it up. We'll find a way to listen to other voices like they did, listening to the voice of the serpent, listening to the voice of Satan. And if we're not careful, that's you and I today. We know what the Word of God says, but we'll listen to other voices in the world. So, again, what I want to talk to you about this morning are three different points. And I want to talk to you this morning about the foundation that we need to have in our home. That, and here's the expression, as the home goes, so does our society. Did you know that? Have you heard that before? As the home goes, so does our society. It's no coincidence that with the increase in divorced homes, with single-parent households, and I understand that, that that happens, that's a part of our life, but with that come difficulties, come challenges. And as our society has continued to grow in that area with more divorces and more uh, challenges like that, because of sin, possibly because of choices, consequences happen, then that results in um, families that are destroyed, children, lives that are destroyed. And we've all seen that happen. We're not immune from that, church. None of us here are immune from that. So again, as the home goes, so does our society. That is why it's so important that if you have a family now, a family unit, that you honor it and protect it. That you honor it and protect it. You see, Satan is going to do anything he can to drive a wedge right in that union of husband and wife and split it up. He's going to do anything in his power to destroy you because if he can destroy the marriage, he can destroy children and future relationships all because of choices. You know what we were talking about the last three weeks? Choices are eternal. We, we, we suffer consequences in eternity positively or negatively based on our choices. Amen? So again, I want to emphasize the, found, the firm foundation for each of us. Number one, point number one, Joshua spoke of discernment. Here in verse 13, he said the following. He says here, So I gave you a land on which you did not toil, and cities you did not build, and you live in them, and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. See, Joseph had faithfully led his people into the promised land. Moses wasn't able to, but Joshua did. He led them into the promised land. And he called all the leaders of Israel to stand with him. Amen. 
and at this point in time, Joshua knows his time on earth is almost over. He knows the, the, what's going to be happening here. He doesn't have too much more time on this earth. So it's important what he's delivering to the people at this point. He's delivering a charge to them. He's telling them what's going to happen So prior to his death. He reminded them of the grace and abundance of God, how God had provided for them in the journey in the desert. How many years were they out in the desert for? Forty years. He reminded them of all the times God had provided manna for them, of all the times God had provided clothing, their shoes, their sandals never wore out, the Bible says. Can you imagine having a pair of Nikes that never run out or wear out? That'd be awesome. A pair of work boots, Reuben, that would never wear out? That'd be awesome. And that's, those are part of the simple blessings they had every single day that, that God provided for them. Amen? But many today deny that, that blessing of God. Um, you know, there, there can be no doubt that God has been gracious to each of us in our lives. Every one of you, God has been gracious to in some way or some fashion. But we, if we're not careful, we can deny those blessings. We can take Him for granted and say, ah, but... And look at Him and say, well, what have you done for me lately? Kind of with that kind of attitude. That's not what God ever wants you to hear or say to him God is a God of, of, of deliverance, he'll provide for you, he's your provision how many here know that when you're in need, God has provided for you amen, whether that's health physical issues financial, relational issues he will provide that answer for you Amen. And, and so these people here, Joshua is giving them this charge. Remember what God did for you. Remember this. And um, here, the bounty of grace. I want to talk to you about that. Here's a great expression. Don't settle for manna when you can have milk and honey in the promised land. Amen. Don't settle for manna if you can have milk and honey in the promised land. Sometimes we want to take the easy way out. If that happens to you, don't settle for that. That's not God's plan for you, the easy way out. God has great plans for you. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 tells us that. It's a promise to each of you. Sometimes it takes sacrifice. Sometimes it takes hard work. Don't settle for manna when you have milk and honey waiting for you in the promised land. Amen? How many can attest to that? That God has been faithful to you and God has delivered you and shown you something great in your life. Amen? Amen. 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 The bounty of grace. God had been overlooked and cast aside in many of their homes at this time. His blessing and abundance wasn't even acknowledged anymore. And that's what I want to... Be or advise you to be careful with. Don't let those blessings in the past, don't let them become a thing in the past, buried in your mind, never to be remembered again. Remember I spoke about memorials last week, about building memorials and placing them there, <coughs> excuse me, so that when you come back, because we always come back to some place that God has delivered us from, or a miracle. We always come back and view that place, maybe with a different perspective, but that's your opportunity to share with your children and with those around you. Can I tell you about the time 
time God delivered me here? Can I tell you about what he did for me? The peace and, and comfort he gave me when I cast all my cares and all my anxiety, according to 1 Peter 5, 7, upon him and how he just carried me and how he sustained me. Can I tell you about that? That's what the Lord wants you to do. He doesn't want you to think about those things he delivered you from and forget about them. Those are testimonies for you to share with each other, with your neighbors. Amen? You can have abundance as well. Amen? The benefit of grace is this. Joshua also reminded them that the cities in which they dwelt in well, they hadn't even labored to build any of it. In fact, they had crops. I mean, how would you like to, all of a sudden, um, somebody come up to you and say, here you go, have this beautiful mansion up on the hillside. It's 40 acres, loaded with orchard trees and grapevines, and it's all yours. In fact, there's the Maserati and a Rolls Royce right there. Have at it. Here's the keys. And then there's a boathouse over here. Take the boat whenever you want. I mean, wouldn't you like to step into an area like that? And by the way, the maid works 24-7, right? Oh, look at that. Everybody just rejoiced with that last one. They don't care about the Maserati or the Rolls Royce. The maid was what made it. But see, that's what they received here. They stepped into the promised land, the land flowing with what? Milk and honey, because they didn't settle for manna. They didn't settle for what they thought was good enough. They settled for, for, for what God had promised them. So here, Joshua was reminding them, look, God has taken care of you. In fact, He's given you this where you didn't even have to labor for it. You didn't even have to work for it. He blessed them with it because of their faithfulness. Amen? God brought them into a land that was already prepared with great abundance. Isn't that so true of our God? He brings you, He takes you to abundant, uh, to rivers of living water. He'll never take you to a dry stream. He'll never take you to a place that's empty and void. He's always wanting to fill your spirit, always longing to fill every desire that you have in your heart. Now, here's the thing. I know that Building a home, maintaining a family requires work. Work is work. That's why they call it work. It's not easy. Otherwise, they would have called it, let's go to easy. It's, not, it's called work. And, and it's work. And, and, and it, requir- it requires an effort on our part. And we have, to, we have to take the time to manage that. Once a building is built... You have to maintain it. You, once the engineer uh, d- designs this blueprint and, or the architect then draws it up and then the, the tradesman builds it, it's not just left like that forever. Now you've got to do this thing called maintenance. Now you've got to do this um, maintenance every so often. If you don't, what's going to happen? It's going to fall apart. It's the same thing with each of our lives and our families. God has given you a foundation, but you have to learn to maintain it. How do you maintain that? Well, being here on Sundays, going to Bible studies, uh, fellowshipping, reading the Word of God, praying, all the things that ma- the, the healthy habits of a mature Christian. Amen? Amen? So again, having received so much, we are obligated to be good stewards of what God has given us. That is one of the things I've learned as I've gotten older is, to, is that it's so important. We have to be a good steward of what God has given us. If you don't, 
then, then you're not doing what God has blessed you with. You're not doing the will of God in your life. Amen? You have to be a good steward. A good steward is a good manager. A manager of your time, your talents, and treasures. All of us have those uh, uh, gifts, time, talents, and treasures. How are you managing those? That is what God wants to challenge you with. Amen? We've been blessed beyond measure. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Beyond measure. Now will future generations be able to do the same? Will your children, your grandchildren be able to say the same? That we've been blessed beyond measure? It doesn't look like it right now based on what's going on in this world. But I know that we, I pray for my children, my grandchildren, that God's blessing would be upon them, God's favor would be upon them. But the way the world is going, it's a scary place out there. And we need God now more than ever. Amen? Amen. And then here, Joshua, point number two, Joshua spoke of duty. The Bible says in verse 14, it says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. When I first heard the word fear, I was going like, fear? Like, I've got to fear God? And that's the natural response, right? But that's not the word or the connotation here. The word here means to be in awe of, to show respect for, to be uh, just in awe of something like, oh, wow, that's awesome, God. You know, that's, it's just a healthy respect. Not to fear Him. God God is not a God of fear. God is what? A God of love. Amen. So again, Joshua is reminding them here um, to serve them, to serve the people, serve the Lord in sincerity and in truth. And to put away all the idols, put away all the gods. And you may look up here and say, Pastor Rick, I don't have idols. I don't have Baal in my house. No, but you may have other idols in your home. What's an idol? Something that takes away your time from God. Something that you put preeminence over, over God. Is there anything in your life right now that you are putting as, a, as preeminence over God? Is there anything in your life today? I would then tell you, you have an idol. You have an idol. God should always be what? Number one in your life. And this is what Joshua was declaring. You have a duty to remove all the idols from your life. Amen? Our duty is to submit, in verse 14, again, when we submit to the Lord, we declare Him to be Lord of lords, King of kings of our life. Amen? We declare, Lord, we are going to be in awe of You. We revere Your Word. We revere who You are. We stand in awe of Your presence. But we don't fear You like, I'm afraid of You. I used to be afraid, and my brother too, we used to be afraid of our Uncle Pete, right? Uncle Pete would put the fear of God in you. He was just, uh, he, he liked to do that, right Reuben? It was, Reuben especially was afraid of my Uncle Pete. Because Uncle Pete was a big man and everybody have an Uncle Pete in their family? You know? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about this morning. So he would, he would play on that, right? That fear. He would, he would get a big kick out of it. And now as I look back, and, and he would try to scare and intimidate the young kids. And we all would look at him and just, well, don't get Uncle Pete mad. You know, we had a healthy fear of him. Now, did we want to go hang out with him? No, because we feared him. Same thing with God. 
God doesn't want you to fear Him, because if you fear Him, you're not going to go want to hang with Him, right? You're not going to want to have anything to do with Him. You're going to run that way if you fear God. God is a God of love, and He wants to project that, and He wants you to love Him back. Amen? So, again, our duty to submit, to stand in awe, to revere or reverence, to be stricken with a deep sense of honor that you serve God. Amen? Joshua knew that if the people ever lost this fear of the Lord, their spiritual demise would occur really quickly. And, and it's the same thing what I'm speaking about with families. The minute you, you begin to dishonor God, your, your family will start to crumble as well. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen it happen in my lifetime over and over. When God is not number one, the family will crumble. When I look out here and I see healthy families, I know why. Because you're putting God number one. Amen? How many have known that to be true in your lives? Amen? Amen? We live in an age where most have no fear of the Lord. Most people have no fear or no idea or concept what that means. They're more willing to to do other things but but not fear the lord not have an uh, a respect for the lord amen they don't want to acknowledge his his holiness and that's part of recognizing who god is is his holiness the average person in america has no fear of the lord they have no understanding of it and that's why our society is slowly declining, declining. All you have to do is read the newspapers every day. Go online and read the headlines of our society, of how it's becoming worse and worse and worse. There's no fear. There's no respect for, for, for your parents anymore. Children, you, you see in the playgrounds now, talking to each other, how they speak to each other, how they speak to their parents back at their parents. There's no fear anymore or respect. Amen? And we've lost that, that touch where God wants us to live. If you're interested in building that firm foundation for your home, for your life, we must begin to fear the Lord in the terms I just spoke to you about. In awe, to revere Him, to revere His presence. Amen? We must begin to get to that point. If we don't, we'll never develop a firm foundation in our lives. And our, our duty to serve, serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And what I mean by that is, is um, Joshua was doing this as well. What he was really doing was, he was admonishing the people just for, for lip service. Lip service. There's nothing worse than lip service, right? Um, when, when somebody tells you something and, and they don't do it. Or you hear you know, somebody say something and they don't back it up, right? That's, our forefathers would have rolled over in the grave. Because everything with our, with our forefathers was, was based on a handshake and your word. Amen? Nowadays, unfortunately, our society doesn't work that way. Because our word is worthless in the world. I value the word here, but in the world, our word is worthless. It doesn't mean anything. And so here Joshua is, is reminding them of their duty to serve, with uh, reminding them that, hey, I don't want lip service. I want genuine activity. I want you to step up, and I want you to earn, and I want you to back up what you're saying. Amen? So if you begin to tell... 
your children, in your home. Listen, this is what the Bible says. Let's, you know, this is what the Bible says. And you over here, behind their back, are doing something different. That's called lip service. That's called lip, that's what I'm talking about. Okay? If you're telling and you're sharing something out of the Word of God to your children or to your grandchildren or to anybody, then you've got to do it. You've got to be big enough to believe and follow through on that. Amen? Yeah. Amen. That's what the duty to serve was all about. And here's, the, here's the, another point on that. The average home in America will have some reference to Scripture, a plaque, uh, the Last Supper, something hanging in their home, right? And in a lot of homes, that's their, that's their medal, that's their badge of honor that, yes, we value Christian principles because we have Jeremiah twenty nine eleven here on our, on our wall, which says you know, that God has a plan and a purpose not to harm you, or to, but to bring you a hope and a future. Or it may be the Our Father, or it could be the Footprints poem, or it, you know what I'm talking about? Most homes have some sort of reference that may be a cross. But do they live that life? Sometimes you walk in a home and, wow, they're Christian? You know? Exactly. And, and that's not what the Lord wants. If, if you're going to be putting up a scripture, or if you're going to put a bumper sticker on your bumper that says Jesus is Lord, don't be living like the devil out there. Don't be cussing people out and giving them the one-finger salute on Highway 29 if you have a Jesus loves you bumper sticker. Amen? Amen. Don't be that person. Amen. And... Uh, Here's, here's the thing. You will never lose anything by making Jesus the priority of your home. You will never lose anything. But yet, on the other hand, you'll gain the whole world by making Him the priority in your life. And then the third point is, Joshua spoke of decision in verse 15. Here, he was calling the people to make a conscious decision. A conscious decision. And just like they did back then, we too must make a conscious decision. The question this morning is, is the Lord number one in your life? Are you able to say the same thing that Joshua said in that verse? As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. Are you able to say that this morning? Or is it just lip service? Are you able to say that with everybody in your home? As for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. I know Anna and I have made that decision up years ago, that as for me and my household, as the priest of my household, as the leader of my household, we shall serve the Lord come hell or high water. Amen? It doesn't matter what comes up against us, what we may lose or what we may gain, what the Lord giveth or what the Lord taketh, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Is that your desire today? Is that your desire today? That is for you and your household, you will serve the Lord. I want that to resonate in your mind. You see, you have a choice this morning. Everybody has a choice. The Bible was stated in verse 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. See, many of us, maybe I'm not saying uh, or mentioning or referencing this group here, but many of us in the world have idols that we don't want to give up. 
have, have things in place of God, have things in place of church that we don't want to give up. And we cannot truthfully say, yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten to that point where I am serving the Lord. Me and my household are serving the Lord. And you can't say that. I believe uh, most of you here, if not all of you, have made up your mind about that. You see, you can't remain neutral about this. This is a decision that has one answer. It says, yes, as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. There's no looking back and saying, well, I don't know about that. Because this is, a, this is a choice with a consequence for eternity right here. I'm telling you, this is a choice that has eternal consequences. So you make that choice to say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen? Yeah. The choice remains for each of us today. In fact, it's a decision we have to make daily. We need to make this decision daily. You may think it's a one-time decision. No. Uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It works daily. The Bible says that you must take up your cross daily. You must make this choice daily to serve the Lord. To serve the Lord daily. Yes, it takes sacrifice sometimes. And God does reward you for your sacrifice. Amen? Here's the thing that I must caution you. Choose wisely. Choose wisely because the choice again that you make will have consequences in your future eternally. Let me repeat that again. Choose wisely because the choice you make today will have consequences eternally. Amen? Amen. Help us, Lord, this morning that we can influence our children and those around us. Amen. And, and then finally, the last point here, commitment. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, here's the thing. Joshua knew he couldn't make that choice for them. Just like I can't make that choice for you. You, each of you, have to decide on your own. As for me and my house, I shall serve the Lord. <coughs> Ultimately, choice is always individual. It, it, we're moral free agents. We all have the moral um, free agent uh, decision, the choice to make, whether to serve God, whether to, to, to serve Him, and how well you want to serve Him. Each of you have that choice. Just like you had that choice to be here this morning or to sleep in on a nice comfortable bed this morning at Sunday morning. Each of you had that choice. And as I close, this is what I want to share, that it's painfully evident in our society, in our world, that most, most people have chosen the gods of this world instead of the, the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that we serve. Amen. He knew what they needed to do, but ultimately it was up to them to choose, Joshua. And he wants, to, he wants to convey that here, just like I'm trying to convey it here. Each of us need to make that choice to serve the one and true living God and forsake the pleasures of the world. Amen? See, I hope you realize how blessed you are to be living here in this country, in this state, in this, in this city, or in the cities that you come from. You are blessed beyond measure. There's no other place like this country in this world. I don't care how bad it gets with what's going on in the political arena, and they can fight over that, because ultimately, we don't serve them. We don't serve a Republican or a Democrat or whomever. We serve Almighty God, amen? And ultimately, that is the one we look to as the author and finisher of our faith. 
Today the Lord is asking you, will you stand with Him now, today, more than ever, more than in your past? Will you stand with Him today? I'm challenging each of you today, will you stand with Him and live and declare unto the Lord, as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. That's what I want to have you here this morning. That's what I want that foundation to be built on in your home. Because I promise you, we have we have engineers here in, in our we have people in the trades here and and when there's a solid building built something solid built it's there it's gonna last it's gonna be around for a while it's up to you now to maintain that it's up to you to take care of that and and continue to maintain it every day every month amen, amen. build upon that firm foundation this morning let me ask you this morning is Jesus the priority of your life and home is he the priority I, I hope it's not the Golden State Warriors, even though they're in the playoffs. Uh, I hope it's not the, the San Francisco Giants or the Oakland Raiders. Silver and black, forgive me, Lord. I hope it's none of those, but I hope it's truly God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I hope your foundation is built upon that. Because you cannot go wrong. Now, now the Lord is challenging you. Okay, now, now let's take care of that foundation I've built and, and have for you. Let's take care of that. And, and this is how I'm going to show you right here through my word. This is how I'm going to develop uh, a desire in your heart and in your kids and in your grandkids. That they would have a blessing in their future. They may be surrounded by wickedness and in our society, evil, uh, and of what's going on in our world, but they will have a protection over them. They will have a covering over them because of your prayers, because of what you've taught them, because of how you've brought them up. Amen? Amen. Amen.